Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Excuse me, Mrs. Brinks? Yes, Nanette? Are you waiting to receive my limp podcast? Alright, so do that do that intro again, the one to the Thomas the Tank Engine, the same way you did it. Before the before the chick chick part, uh, it sounds like uh, the Prince Ali song. When you know, I don't know it. You're gonna have to show me. I, I will I will show you after the podcast. But uh, yeah, sing it to me now. I, fucking, I don't know the. It's, all I remember is like you don't fucking, need the lyrics. You just need a, the song. I, I don't remember the exact like flow of the song either. Just that's that little <laughs> thing there, which is enough to trigger the memory. Of oh this is fucking the Prince Ali song from Aladdin, and I just bam, nostalgia hit me like a freight train. Do you know what I find that's weirdly still open on my computer? What? The screenshot I took of uh, Hannah Bong Tanner for Dark Souls Three, and underneath it has the character Alex is bad. Because <laughs> I had to prove you wrong. Well, I didn't have to prove you wrong. I just had to prove you shit. And that never eventuated. It did. What do you mean it never eventuated? It was fucking proof. I made you watch. Yeah, I watched. You said, oh, look at this. I'll do it first try, deprived. And uh, you didn't. Yeah, I did it second try, deprived. You couldn't even get it at all. I did get it. No, you didn't. I'll fuck it. Fine then. After the podcast, I will show you this Prince Ali shit. I will play the Prince Ali song while I'm kicking the shit out of the Crystal Lizard. Can't wait. Mm. Cannot wait. Anywho, I have a fucking intro, don't I? Why are you over here? All right, it's oh, no. You going to introduce the podcast or should I? You know what? You do it. All right. Hang on. How did it go again? Um, don't copy me make your own oh what do you make my own I've I've copyrighted I've copyrighted our intro straight down to the uh, to the fucking um, who did the the fucking jurisdiction of copyright infringement well whatever I'm I'm taking the tagline though because that tagline is pretty much our tagline I'm gonna have to kick Dante out you you introduce podcast I'm gonna kick Dante out because he's yelling alright Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment oh, of SV privilege. Cheats 1 uh, for a podcast for all your gaming and gaming-related symptoms. I am Alex, and to my right, we have... Jaden, it's me. And with us is... The host, me, Chris, <laughs> your host. Um... My boss just sent me a message. I thought for a second there I'd have to introduce you as the guy kicking his cat out of a, out of his room. No, well, no, I no, no you did. came back in time. No, it's he's just you know the host, organizer, editor, ninety percent of the effort. <laughs> you pretty I'm much a lot of things. But yes, the cat fucking Dante. I love. Oh. Hold up. Hmm. My cat. Like, I don't know. I think he's under. I think he understands that I'm getting a new cat. Right. Because now he's being like super sucker upperish. <laughs> you smell like new cat, do you? No, no, no! Don't smell like new cat. The cats haven't been born yet. But like, uh, Dante 
I don't know, ever since I'm like, hey, you, you might be getting a new friend. Dante's been like, I think he's been sucking up extra because he's like, you don't need a new cat. You just need me. Like, like his crazy girlfriends sort of thing. You don't need a new cat. You just need me and only me. But yeah. Mm. And then my boss says, how the, how the, oh, okay. If, as long as you don't mad Dante, I don't know how the fuck he opened the door. He's learning. <laughs> he fucking, <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can stay. I'm going to try and pay attention. So yes. Uh, welcome to our podcast. SVT's one. Uh, Sweet fuck all has happened in the news week this week. It's been incredibly slow. I mean, sweet uh, sweet fuck all has happened uh, as of third. I want to clarify this as of Thursday the third of October, uh, because sh- I shit you not. Whenever we record a podcast, Friday is when something happens. Usually, it's a like a Wednesday for us. Yeah, like, no, things sh- happen on the Wednesday. That's why, like, it's on a Thursday. Yeah, but like, as soon as we're done talking about whatever happens on the Wednesday, something big happens on the Friday, and we always forget to talk about it on the podcast, and we always hit it like a week late, or we just don't talk about it at all. So, saying this right now, third of October, uh, this week here, previous jack shit has happened, except for the launch of a couple of uh, games. So if anything, so if by the time this podcast goes up and anyone watches it and they go, hey, you didn't talk about this. What the fuck do you mean? Dark Souls 4 got released today. Why aren't you talking about that? Half-Life 3 got announced. Why aren't you talking about that shit? That's because it obviously has come out on the Friday after we recorded the podcast. So there you go. Just covering our asses. I don't think our asses need so much covering because uh, it's... It's it's fine, I guess. That's fine for now. Yeah. But yes, the only thing that we will discuss in short work would be one article that we found, which isn't really that fantastic, but yes. How is your week, Alex? Uh my week was actually pretty interesting this time around. So I'm still on that gacha grind, no fucking surprise there. But uh, Code Vein got released, and I pre-ordered the fuck out of that because I like contributing to problems, and pre-order culture is one of them, especially for uh, Souls-like games. Uh, I am enjoying Code Vein quite a bit. Uh, I will I will leave it that. We will elaborate on it later. Uh, Destiny Two got its recent expansion. I think like was it yesterday? Yeah, I think it was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday morning at like three a.m. For us in Australia, where Destiny 2 got its Shadowkeep expansion, I've already sunk, and let me just pull up my Steam here to um, give you an accurate number, 19 hours into the game. So, uh, yeah. that's that's been, that's been my week. Just a lot of Code Vein and a lot of Destiny. Gotcha Are shit. you going to talk about either? I'll talk about either later on. We'll, we'll elaborate what? later on. It's not a news article. Well, not it's not a week. news article. It's it's my week, but like the new releases, we gotta we gotta cover them for something because we'll cover them instead of fucking. Uh, the we'll news, do that. There then. is no news. Ah, right, we'll do that then. Jaden, how about your week? Well, my week has been a lot of code vein. See, I did technically pre-order it. About half an hour before it was released. Okay. However, I'd also had a good look at some of the, not reviews, but, you know, gameplay footage and stuff that came out. 
Also, when I went to Brain is Escaping Me now, uh, the Madman Anime Festival a couple of weeks back. I don't even remember when I went there. My sense of time of doesn't ago. exist. Um, but anyway, when I went there, they had playable demos there, so I already knew I'd enjoy the game. Hmm. Um, I haven't been getting on Destiny, regardless of how much Alex and other mates tell me I should. And other than that, I've just been jumping back on Total Warhammer again, trying to convince Alex to actually do a head-to-head -head match with me for once. You you offered, hey, let's do a head-to-head. -head. I said okay, and then you nothing said was said about it. No, Alex, you said okay, but I've got two new games coming out, so I'll see you in a week. Well, that just happened anyway. But I said uh, yes, we're doing this head-to-head. Uh, and Andy just prayed. playing some more Dragon Ball Fighters because the new character from that also came out. Oh yeah, uh, I'm playing that as well. Fry Thursday. What's the new character? Gogeta. Gogeta who oh, was Gogeta. a a fan favorite both from previous and because it was in the <clears> most. <throat> he was one of the main characters in the newly released Recent movie. Movie, yeah. Um. But also because he's just really cool in game. I mean, Weird, if your screen doesn't cool. have blue laser beams on it, did anyone even pick Gogeta? I I don't see so much Dragon Ball fighters as a cast of Dragon Ball people, but more of like Goku versus everyone. Because there's like how many Gokus in that game? More than five. Well, I technically think only... Actually, no, there's technically yeah. four. No, I want playable Gokus. No, that's How what I'm saying. There's technically four Goku. different versions that are playable. But you then got... there's also the two fusions, which are separate characters. But yeah. they're so fusions te between Goku. Technically speaking, you've got base Goku, Super Saiyan Goku, uh, Blue Goku, um, GT Goku, GT Goku, Goku Black. That's five. Uh, then you have the two fusions, Gogeta and Vegito. I so would argue Goku Seven Black Goku. as a different character entirely, even though he uses the same model, because... Mm. He, the same model and the same name, mind you. The same model yeah. and the same name, but the difference is, so the regular Goku base, Super Saiyan Goku, and Goku Blue, they've all got their unique special moves, but most of, a lot of their base moves are the same. They've all got the same uppercut, they've all got the same down-medium most of them have the same stand medium where the Goku Black has a unique moveset. Still a Goku. Mm. We can argue technicalities yeah. all day. It's we, still a yeah, Goku. It's still technically a Goku. It is. So yes, Goku versus the world got a new character and it's yep. more Goku. <laughs> more Goku. <laughs> uh, so my week, oh, it's a, uh, it's been a it's been a wild ride, I tell you. Mm -hmm. In the in the world of Hannah Bongtana. Oh, as yeah. uh I believe last time I talked on this podcast, uh I was still playing Dark Souls One. That has been beaten. So the rule set I had for Dark Souls, I'm running through the whole entire series again, but with the one character through the entire series, that's gonna be Hannah Bongtana. Uh the one thing I wanted to do was to defeat all the bosses solo except for the bosses that require a summon to continue a storyline like a, 
your side story. So there was a couple of fights which I did summon in an NPC, but they're fucking brain dead anyway. It's pretty much a 1v1, except the aggro goes over there for some reason. We won't talk about that aggro. And so Dark Souls 1 was beat. It is, it is a amazing and fun game. I'm definitely going to be running through again on New Game Plus and go through a few things because I got the Black Knight Greatsword at the very end because before you go into the Gwyn boss fight, you basically fight a whole bunch of Black Knights on the way there. So uh, got the Black Knight armor, uh, got the Black Knight Greatsword, and I'm like, I want to do... I want to do a run with just the, the Black Knight Greatsword this time because I got the Black Knight Halberd like incredibly early in this run. So that was pretty much just like a stomp all the way through. But it's like the way I see it is like Black Knight Halberd friendship has ended. Now new best friend is Black Knight Greatsword. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love that little meme. I have someone that whoever that person wants is actually is not He's not all there in the head, but yeah. So Dark Souls one is beat. Now, so I moved into Dark Souls two, and I know that I don't enjoy Dark Souls two as much as I do the other Dark Souls. And playing through Dark Souls: Scholar of the First Sin again, holy fuck! I just, I just want to punch a genuine Dark Souls two fan in the face, like. If you like Dark Souls 2, that's fine. If you think Dark Souls 2 is better than Dark Souls 1, then then I hate you. I actually hate you. <laughs> because there's so many things wrong with that game in terms of like artificial difficulty, uh, boring or cheesy boss fights. What else is there? Uh, enemies in particular. Like, especially the one... I, I've beat so many bosses... And it was fine. It was a good challenge. It was fine. But then I get to Hyde's Tower of Flame. And I just want to fucking die. I fucking hate it. It's so... You have two kinds of enemies. You have big stone golems with big... Like, big maces and big swords. Cool. But then... Uh, I believe... If you start the dragon rider fight which is so fucking brain dead like all right this is how you beat the dragon rider you enter the mist you count to six one mississippi two mississippi yada 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 walk forward a couple steps dragon rider will throw himself off the edge he will legitimately go to attack you and throw himself off the edge nice and i'm just like and this is something that can be recreated with just following those steps. It's not like a uh, like a AI issue, or bu- it is an AI issue, but it's not like a bug in the targeting thing. No, it's basically if you're this certain distance away, he will then go into this forward stab, which will then throw himself off the fucking edge. I was like, okay, cool. So you can abuse the fuck. And with this knowledge, you can just abuse the fuck out of most bosses. Just find out what ranges there are to dictate what abilities they use. And you can just abuse that. I'm like, ah, it's not really fun. It's not really, the game's not really that fun. 
it's not it's not a it's not a it's not a bad game but it's a bad game so it's not like a it's not like a zero out of ten it's just infuriating because whoever was behind the decision making for dark souls 2 obviously didn't know what made dark souls 1 so good it's like they heard fucking games difficult yeah you love difficulty yeah let's just throw fucking 20 enemies in which fucking as a youtuber that that i think has coined the term uh spambush which is just hey look you look down this corridor turn around there's 20 enemies about to kill you <laughs> the spam bush so uh there's a lot of that in this game but in this the most infuriating part for me was the hides tower flying where big stone golems they hurt and then you have these white sort of undead knights i would think because they got fucking arrows through their head and shit like that and so the knights they a hundred percent track your position until the very last second even then blocking is up for interpretation and it and it is so up for interpretation it's like all right the main thing i like to do is if an enemy is going to swipe with their left hand starting from right to left i can jump into that left hand when they um do their swing that's probably one of the most effective dodge rolls you can sort of do is to sort of dodge through the swing. Mm-hmm. And so even though the swing goes slightly behind them, apparently the hitbox is just like an extra few feet and you get hit. I'm like, what? Well, well, how? And then, so you have these slow, hard-hitting uh, stone knights that track ridiculously good. You have these human-sized white knights who attack incredibly fast they cannot be backstabbed uh with a hundred percent success rate because if you get behind them there is a good chance that they will have what i call a two frame attack startup and hit you without like usually when an enemy an enemy attacks you there is like a you can see that they're going to attack you there's a bit of a wind up this is an instant like attack like so the game is basically saying if you want to fight these enemies you need to basically have your shield up the entire time to block uh these super fast attacks which is already counterproductive to what they're trying to tell you which is don't hold up your fucking shield or you're gonna run out of stamina and like well fuck so then just getting through this area especially to the part where i want to fight the old dragon slayer or the old dragon yeah i think it's the old dragon slayer which is essentially it is it is ornstein's character just in black armor the the black version of ornstein's armor and it's a really Mm -hmm. cool really easy boss fight that you have to run through like a gauntlet of stone fucking giant soldiers and white knight soldiers and then you have to run past a dragon that constantly breathes fire so the only way the only way to really get past it is to make sure it's asleep take off everything because this is one of the uh i think this is like the second level you really need to go to 
is take off all your equipment so you have enough stamina and can move fast enough to get to where the dragon is before it can blow fire on you otherwise it's instant death so they just lock and what i can sort of see them trying to do is hey look you need some you need to be higher leveled and with some fire resistant uh armor to get past this dragon's breath and it's like well if you look at it this way uh a friend of mine was showing me it's like well even if you would try to do that it doesn't work because as soon as you get back up the second flame's already on you meaning you're already dead in my opinion so that's so basically you need either a heap load of health or a heap load of stamina to get past it and it's obviously not telling you you need to level up and you know get really big before you get past here because the the dragon rider boss fight is so goddamn easy and he takes hits like a bitch like just fuck don't eh? Oh my god. He just he takes hits so easily. So he's not a high level boss. He's quite a low level boss. But to get through to him is such an annoying and oh my god, just so Dark we all know from software like that poison swamps. Mm-hmm. What if the poison swamps spat at you? That's mm-hmm. called the fuck mm-hmm. Yeah, the fucking I can't remember. I think it's called the Gulch or something. It is one of the Poison Swamps areas because there's two Poison Swamp areas, mind you. And the most annoying thing about the this area is there's statues lining the walkways. These statues are not targetable and they spit poison at you. Also, if the poison hits you, if you haven't got any poison resist, all you need is two spits and you're poisoned. Not only that, if you get hit, you get staggered. So, poison spits stagger you, regardless of your stamina. So, that is also fucking infuriating. That area, and oh my god. So, at the end of the area, before you reach the gutter, which is where the uh, boss is, uh, they have an NPC summon, which is just a man with like a fucking door shield and a big sword. And like, okay, cool. But you have to not only dance around the spitting statues, you also have to dance around the hand-grabby enemies in the area, and then you need to dance around this NPC that's summoned to kill you. So I just went, fuck it. I am going to summon some people just to get me to the gutter and then just, like, to get me to the fucking, this boss, and then just finish it. Because I've, I literally had enough of this fucking area. So, having one extra summon on your side means the game will not only summon the NPC again, but they will summon the exact same NPC as well as the NPC is just summoned. Uh, I remember you were saying that they summon a copy of the NPC to yes. counteract it, so it's got the same amount. So, it, I'm just like, one, you couldn't have come up with another character to do this no you had to literally carbon copy the same npc twice and two now you're just being a dick because this area is fucking horrid to begin with so i had to deal with that level once that piece of shit was done oh okay cool now the game sort of start the the worst thing about dark souls 2 is the main campaign is absolutely horrid the dlcs are really good 
So like the Fume Knight, um, the old Ivory King, and the um, the fucking Dragon thing, like they are really fun bosses. And like, don't want to toot my own horn, but I beat the uh, Fume Knight on my sixth try. Something to which uh, Alex thinks he could do better with my build. I believe I can. I I and I want him to put money on it, and he's like, nah. I'm like, nah, put money on it. No, put money on it. Fucking, on. I know I know the universe is against me. So the second no. I put money on it, the Fume Knight's gonna get like a, a patch. A patch will come out for Dark Souls 2. <laughs> a be, like, patch hasn't buffing, come out. We're buffing the Fume Knight. In three years. <laughs> so, no. So even if a patch did came out saying we're buffing the Fume Knight, then, then, then all bets are off. But I guarantee you you cannot beat the Fume Knight in six tries or less. Why? Because I've seen you play Dark Souls 3. And you couldn't even beat that fucking Titanite Lizard. The Ravenous Crystal Lizard is the word you're looking for. I couldn't remember. I was just laughing at Alex how how much fun I was <laughs> wrecking the lizard. So, yeah. Hey, uh, I perfect fucking... What's what's his face? Vort. Yeah. I perfected Vort. You perfected Vort. Fucking! Do you want a mellow or a show bag? That boss is so easy. Bag, actually, that boss is so easy. Well, guess what? Award. Yeah, guess what? Guess what? It's in that show bag. What? It's a bet saying I owe Kenny forty dollars because I'm going to lose a few night in less in more than six tries. <laughs> That's what that show bag is going to contain. No medals, and then you're going to get a medal. The medal's going to say fucking I couldn't beat the fume knight in less than six tries. And this is going to picture me with a big dick. My dick's going to be the fume knight greatsword. Mm. And it's going to be standing there from those. And I'm, uh, underneath it, it's going to sp- say 36 tradey from Colcos. For <laughs> 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 anyone who Do doesn't know the reference, Alex got an unsolicited dick pic from a tradie who's 36 years old in the Gold Coast and won't <laughs> answer my calls. <laughs> I mean, is it illegal if we just give out his number on the podcast? Yes. I yeah, think so. that is. Oh, that's a shame. Man, like, mm, people mm. weird. But if so, there uh, are any 36-year-old tradies from the Gold Coast who are listening to the podcast... Uh, we've got your number. We've got Yeah, we've got your number. And I, and I know a couple of people who are thirsty for a 30-year-old tradie. <laughs> They'll send you her dick pics as well. But yeah, um, so Dark Souls 2. I've almost beat Dark Souls 2 in its entirety. Uh, I've got one more DLC to go, and that is, uh, I think, the Sunken King. Yeah, I think it's the Sunken King. So, and that's where, like, you get the fucking, the terrible boss fight, which is literally just three NPC summons, NPC summons at once. But it also has the dragon boss fight, which is pretty cool. I really like the dragon boss fight. I think out of all those three DLCs of Dark Souls 2, the Burnt Ivory King is my favorite. Because you get, like, not only do you get those, um, I think they're called Lois uh, Knights, Knights of Lois or something like that. You get four, like, if you find them all, you get four of them to help seal the portals. And, like, you get the team up. And the way the Burnt Ivory King gets fucking introduced, so goddamn metal. Holy shit. Just a a portal builds. And it just walks through the flame as if he's like, all right, who the fuck's, who the fuck's in my chaos spreading shit? 
so yeah uh dark souls 2 is almost done uh i had a a quick squeeze through dark souls 3 holy fuck that game does not feel like a dark souls game it's way too fast uh like i don't know why like dark souls is sort of like the slow methodical s kind of game but then like in dark souls 3 dark souls 3 is like the halfway point because they did that after bloodborne and took the stuff people liked from bloodborne yeah mainly the fast shit but the thing the thing about bloodborne it works for bloodborne because uh you know they have like the rally system in which being aggressive is entirely rewarding Mm. where in dark souls being aggressive can get you killed and does get you killed a lot that's why don't get fucking greedy in dark souls you can get greedy in bloodborne because you get health back but if you get greedy in dark souls you fucking health gone so yeah the adventures of uh hannah bongtana uh still going strong i'll probably have the dark souls 2 dlc done in the next couple of days because i think it's the longest dlc i think because the uh the fume knight and the burnt ivory king was pretty much like done in a day really so that's that uh other than dark souls uh kind of picked up oh that reminds me fucking that's one thing we need to kind of talk about mm-hmm. the fact that no one's talking about system shock free oh yeah. no one fuck almost not even us there yeah, but like, I'm sitting there, it's like, System Shock free trailer got released. And fucking everyone was like, okay. It's like, fucking, everyone's been clamoring for a System Shock game for so long. In fact, when they came out with the, uh, the fans, some fans came out with the System Shock 1 remake, everyone was like, fuck it, System Shock remake this, System Shock remake that, yada, yada, yada. Like, frothing at the mouth like a mutt dog about system shock and then just dead silence and then we get actual confirmation with a trailer of system shock free and not a fucking peep i'm like what the f-? it just annoys me because system shock is a really good game so i started playing system shock 2 again uh haven't played much into it because i'm being incredibly fucking busy with a, one with a lot of traveling two with a lot of work and three with a lot of uh dark souls so i haven't really i put probably like a couple of hours into system shock 2 but i'll definitely pick it up soon but yeah system shock 2 is such a fun game I, I can understand people won't be so into it because it is a very old game like back in the half it, it came out i think the year after half-life one so it is like pretty much like 20 20 or so years old but it's still a great game uh and yeah other than dark souls and system shock i touched a little bit of code vein like probably like the first hour just to get like a idea of the game it's in it's all right it's not bad but it's not fantastic but yeah so that's been my week all right so that was a quick one today so what do we want to go into first do we want to go into our news article or do we want to go into our games might as well go into our news article since now we actually have something oh well no we still we still really don't have something it's like 
the complaint's still there. System Shock 3 happened, no one's saying anything about it. And I'm upset. Okay, well, System Shock 3 happened. Take us through it! Well, the, thing, to, like, like, the trailer looks sorry. really fucking nice. Like, the same old System Shock sort of body horror with, like, mixing man with machine and shit like that. Because it's based around a rogue AI that basically goes fucking... Like, think of... um. How can I put it? Have any of you seen Event Horizon? Nope. Nah. Uh, that doesn't help. Uh, have any of you seen a spaceship? Yes, I've yeah. seen a spaceship before. Now, a imagine, spaceship. now imagine there's an AI in that spaceship. It's meant to be a, a very intelligent AI. Now imagine if that AI was all like, you know what? humans are weak i'm gonna go make my own thing by melding humans with machines so i can control them now imagine the body horror and then imagine you're put in the middle of it system shock all right that's well, why i've uh, looked around at some uh, screenshots courtesy of google images and you know whoever happens to be posting screenshots from the trailer and uh this looks like my cup of tea so it is uh, so like System Shock One it. was System Shock One was fairly janky, but it was good for its time. System Shock Two was amazing. It was really good, really fun. Uh, like very, it was a very decent horror game for its time. Mm. And then, then System Shock Three it looks like um, the equivalent of Bethesda's um, Prey game that they made, not the original, but the the remake of Prey plus. Uh, system shock to which that's pretty much what i said uh prey was anyway it's it's basically system shock free but without the ai and then they came out and made system shock free which is not done by bethesda i'm pretty sure actually let's have a look who uh system shock not system of a down system shock free who's behind system shock free uh, other side entertainment so who are these people alright they made two games how do they get the license that's the most weird part because uh, the fact the main fact that no one had touched System Shock in a long while is because the license got passed around and sold around to uh, the point in which like some lawyer firm owned the rights to System Shock what huh yeah like that's that's what happened like some lawyer firm managed to when they bought like a bulk something they managed to get like buy the rights to system shock that's why they changed the series from system shock to then bioshock which is the uh the sister game of the system shock franchise so that's why you have bioshock so yeah oh. other side entertainment only made two other games to which holy shit what uh underworld ascendance and underworld overlord which looks like castle defenders no not castle defenders what's that 3d fucking i can't remember but it's ba it basically looks like torchlight but as a castle defending game uh yeah so it's really weird how 
other side games and other side entertainment got their hands on System Shock. Not only that, it's an incredibly large contrast between like the game they've made and the game they're making. So yeah, that is a uh, weird. And yeah, it has had System Shock Free got announced and just a fucking whimper on the internet, which I thought people would be fucking all over the place. And so I didn't find out until like a week after the trailer dropped. And I'm like, the fuck? Yeah, so they released a uh, a very, I would say, janky alpha trailer like six months ago. And now they've released a sort of gameplay trailer, which looks really fucking cool. But as I said, I want to see like a release date or something like that because I haven't heard anything about it. But yeah, System Shock 3 got announced and my dick is hard my dick is a uh, very hard indeed and uh so our next article uh blizzard boss says that it's still a pc developer first and on this day the biggest lie was told even though after this is after diablo immortals announcement they basically came out and said, like, no, we are primarily focusing on mobile for a while. Yeah. yeah but don't, don't worry, guys. We're still, we're still a PC development company. It's not like we're moving our entire market to China, where the only, game de- the only uh, profitable gaming market there is mobile gacha games. Yeah. We're still totally PC developers. 100%. And they're using like the term PC developer there entirely loosely because uh, you can download P- uh, fucking phone emulators to your PC. So that's how they're supporting PC developers by uh, just saying, fucking download a phone emulator. What, don't you guys have a uh, Internet Explorer? Fuck, what's the new one Microsoft came out with? It was like, oh yeah, don't you guys Edge. have Microsoft Edge? So this is a... Uh a interview GameSpot did with Blizzard's president, J. Allen Brack. He says, and I also think the key thing was lost, that we did a poor job emphasizing the, yeah, that we did a poor job. What? We did a poor job double emphasizing is we are PC developers first. (laughs) And we look for other platforms that we think are awesome and can support types of gameplay experiences that resonate with the type of gamers and values that we want to put forth into the world. And that example of this is there was a little bit more backlash than when we announced that we were going to do a port of Diablo 3 to console as well. So basically they're saying, like, hey, look, we we are PC first. We just had a bad, did a bad job relaying that to the people. Apparently there was backlash of Diablo 3 coming to consoles, it's which I can't remember any of that. <clears throat> Bullshit. <clears throat> but yeah like I remember seeing an interview with um, I can't remember who exactly but they were basically saying hey look we are um, putting more focus onto the mobile market and we, we're we making more teams to do mobile market stuff and then they came out with um, 
some internal memo basically saying hey look uh mobile is going to be our primary focus or some shit like that and I was like oh okay that's not good so yeah uh, they 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 did come out saying hey look fucking overwatch 2 and diablo 4 coming out still but i don't know anyone who's asking for overwatch Overwatch 2 2. holy shit i completely forgot that dumpster fire was even gonna exist that's the weird thing like when you have a game as a service like overwatch the only reason why i can imagine you making a second one is because you fucked the first one oh the first one's so royally fucked it's not even you you can't even begin to compare it they did this with world of warcraft where it's like hey look our expansions just sort of degraded the quality of the game so we're releasing wow classic again this is because they knew they fucked up so they released a new one (laughs) which is still which is technically still the old one but they knew they fucked up to a point in which they couldn't like right now if you took out all the content that they were going to take out in Overwatch 2, there'd be massive backlash among the community. Especially if you were to remove... And that's that's the weird thing. People with games who play against the service, I feel uh, they feel entitled to more and more content because they are paying for your game as a service, in which... You kind you of buy promise the- them more and more content because, like, gacha games are, like, are entirely games as a service. Yeah. yeah. But that's how, that's how the Japanese get around their gambling laws. Yeah. But, like, the whole thing with games as a service there is, like, it's free to download. So, you don't... There's no upfront cost that they're demanding money of you. The problem with Overwatch is, yeah, you could play it entirely on free weekends. Because they happen... Like, they do, like, a free weekend once every... Like, twice every month. But it's, like, a six... It was $60... It wasn't 60 It was $90 Australian currency. Yeah. $90 on release... And then they like, oh, if you want to unlock shit in the game, uh, better start fucking rolling loot boxes or the gotcha. <laughs> oh, fuck me. This is stupid. All right. So I just looked up Overwatch free weekend and mm-hmm. I see play Overwatch free July 26th to July 30. And it's like, cool. And you look, uh, look underneath that. It says play Overwatch free July twenty first to twenty seven, <laughs> and then play Overwatch free July twentieth to twenty third. <laughs> what the fuck? This this is the state of Overwatch. They they because that's it. Overwatch doesn't make its money uh, on actual unit sales. Sales it makes yeah. its money on its gotcha Loot bullshit. Boxes. Yeah, but the thing is, like in Fate Grand Order. And in Epic 7, when you roll the gacha, you get a character. You get a new character to play. A new character that adds, you know, new dynamics, new skill, new team compositions, new skills, new animations, new all this stuff that comes with them. In Overwatch, you get a palette swap. And if you're lucky, you maybe get a few extra polygons tacked onto the model. That's all you get by rolling the Overwatch gacha. And people understandably got sick of it. Because there was no content updates for like eight months before they did mm. an event. And that event was, I think it was the first Halloween event. And that event was dog shit. Like it was total dog shit. A complete waste of time. Then all the, all the only change, they didn't add any changes to sort of enhance the competitive scene. Because if you go and watch competitive Overwatch matches, 
it's still just two teams spamming the living fuck out of each other until one team can spam a little bit harder and win. Now, Jesus Christ. Overwatch is like $30 American, which is like, it's like 45 Australian. Yeah, now. Still. Yeah, still. But it's, it's, it's I haven't seen anything price. about a free weekend as of lately. I think it's because of the whole Nintendo Switch thing. Why are they trying to port Overwatch to the Switch? Yeah, they already came out and said that. Oh fuck! They released it. They released their information at the uh, Nintendo. Yeah, e- that happened a while back. Uh, yeah, Treehouse, Nintendo Treehouse. No, it's the Nintendo Direct. Oh yeah, Treehouse is the translated motherfuckers. I get they? confused. Nintendo Treehouses. You get confused a lot. I do. But yeah, yeah so but no, Nintendo Direct. Yeah, they did announce it there, which seems like the we- a weird fucking move for Overwatch. Just you know, chuck a game that's already failing onto a console that can barely run it. So I, I don't know. It's it's kind of a Twitch shooter, but I don't know one how f- well you can Twitch on a... Speaking of fucking, fucking retardedly... I wouldn't say failing esports, but esports in general, mm-hmm. uh, I remember seeing a video not long ago about two Fortnite... Like, these two people won a Fortnite competition... Yeah, it was like a it was like a fairly decent sized Fortnite competition streamed on Twitch with like uh, commentators and all that sort of stuff, and the two winners, the two people who won, or I think it was first and second place, or the two people that won in the um, the Fortnite competition, is all like, so the the commentators like, oh, so what are you gonna do now? Like, are you gonna improve your Fortnite skills? And guys are like, fuck that! Like this this game is is shit we're gonna go play something else and the commentator's just like oh come on that's not what we want about here how about you and talks to the other guy he goes yeah no nah, the game's shit like it's actually <laughs> we shit did this for the cash bye yeah it's like this game is actually shit we're going to move on to something else like epic uh just flooding it with shit like i one major complaint i heard is like the mechs that they implemented mm-hmm. are just straight out game breaking like you get the mech you win like there is just no if buts or maybes as you win so yeah fucking oh fortnite's going strong i guess but yeah overwatch's uh esports scene is god awful i know it's also cringy as well last yeah. last thing i saw of a, a overwatch esports thing a whole team came out doing the dab okay yeah that's it overwatch esports is dead it's official <laughs> Like if there was I mean, some like, life, unless it's unless it's River it. City Girls, don't. Yeah, yeah. no. Un- unless you're unless you're what was her name? Fuck. What? Shit. What was her name? It's been but a while. I, I want to say I want to say Makoto, no. but I know it's not Makoto. I think it was Makoto's voice actor. Hmm. Hmm. But yes, um, River City Girls. Check out our GSSB of it. That's yes. on our channel right now. We had a great time playing River City Girls. Yeah, as I said, I only found out like the other week that that ability is locked to that character we used. Yeah. So we could have completely missed the dab. Like it was a good, it was a good thing I picked. You my can style do so much like bread and butter combos and then like bounce them off the wall into a dab to bounce them again into another combo. It was so much fun. But yeah, oh no, daylight savings. So that's all I've got to say about the news today is ah, that her name's Kyoko. Blizzard... Kyoko, okay. Her name's it's Kyoko. close. There we go. It's it's close. Oh no, Dallas having so yes. Uh news is done. Now, 
I want to hear about your fucking, your Cobain. Because I've got some, oh, oh, excuse me. Oh, fuck, I'm so fatigued. Oh, long Let day. Let me put it this way. So it came out last Friday, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have 61 hours in it. Alex has... Didn't you say 15? 57. Oh, 57. Yeah. I have 57 hours in it. So so in a week between us, we've played it all over 100 hours. Wait, wait what do you so... mean in a week? It came out Friday. Yeah. Friday to Thursday is seven days. That's a week, dipshit. Oh, yeah, no, because I made that Facebook post on Monday when I'm like, the game's <laughs> been out for 72 hours and I've already put like 50 hours into it. Whole day. Yeah, so, so we've played a lot and it's quite enjoyable. Um, it's all right, catch you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, all you but, get. Because I've been, I've been playing, I've played like an hour of it and there's a couple of things that are already annoying me. It's not, a, it's, so one of the aspects that I'm finding annoying is the enemies... Uh, like the enemy position so enemies aren't aren't that varied in each level you just have the sort of same enemy over and over again with like one big enemy to break it up that's true there isn't a great deal of variety there's like three four enemy types in each level and each one's oh well there's i'd say there's about three yeah three to four enemy types in each level and then from there you've got about three weapons that each one can use which changes up their moveset mm. so but that's the thing the like weapons the stats for them are all the same like they but that's that's the one thing like you sort of like this is just for the first hour i can't talk past that but for the first hour i kept engaging into these enemies one at a time like i'd walk a bit there's one enemy all right cool kill them done walk a bit another one enemy all right cool come they don't really mix it up in the sense of like they don't add like ranged with melee or that sort of stuff in groups i sort of came apart like came past them one by one to which then i just rolled the same free hit combo and they were dead it felt more how do i put it well I, it's I, like I, oh, he's an enemy attack done i think you know. about uh that's they do that for about the first half of the first area and then mm. they start mixing it up with groups well, I'm and different enemies. So the part that I've stopped at currently is after I've met the uh, whole crew, and we go out and how do I put it? Like we've gone out and it's like, oh look, that's human blood, mm, human blood, and then that's that's yeah, where I've sort I, of gone. I know where you are. Okay, yeah, I know where you are. Yeah. So that's that's the part I'm up to right now. So holy fuck, is this an anime game? and they yeah. want you to know it oh yeah easy the one thing that i'm like i spent like a good half an hour on the character creation creating um hannah bongtana but a really nice looking hannah bongtana to only go back into the home like go back to the hub and be able to change all of that i'm like what's the point of me putting all my time and effort to make the character perfect and then you give me the option to just change it on a whim it's like lock that shit in, all right? If I fucked up, I want to fuck up. That's yeah. that's well, that's I, that's I not. I know you can't. You can change clothing, 
You can't change gender, and but you can pretty hair. much change everything else. No, and I'm skin. pretty sure you can't change skin or eyes. You can. You can change eyes. You can? Huh. Yeah, I checked. I've changed my eyes about four times. That's so that's more of like the, a personal uh, thing to me. That's that's not like a fault in the games, like Mage Fingers things that I found annoying. It's like, man, I spent so much time creating this character, and then I can just go fuck a shit in whenever I felt like it. Yeah. Uh, combat. I am coming off hot off the heels of Dark Souls, so having to use X and Triangle to swing and heavy is, I don't know, and the fact that I can block in this game. I love how you managed to put both Xbox and PlayStation controls in there with X and triangle because either someone's going to interpret those as like straight PlayStation 4 controls and... Square and triangle, my bad. (laughs) Square and triangle. Yeah, square and triangle or X and Y. But like, not not X and triangle. You don't don't swing light attacks with X and triangle. (laughs) I can use my X, but um, like, it's kind of weird I'm not using the bumpers and... The fact that they... Alright, so in Dark Souls, if you're using a weapon to block, prepare to be fucked. Prepare to be fucked royally. Alright? Mm-hmm. Because weapons are not blocking items. Shields are. Or don't block. See, so when that... my character holds up... When my character holds up their weapon and it does, like, a decent block with, like, no HP damage, I'm like, this feels weird, foreign... I don't like it. Uh, I does, don't like what, it. What weapon were you using? Uh, I don't know. All I know is is that was it a two handed someone... weapon? I think so. Yeah. Well, there's five types. There's great swords, axes. It would be a great sword then. Yeah. See, I actually for my entire first playthrough used a one handed sword. Mm. That does chip damage on block. So I just thought that was a game rule and going, why would I ever use this button? <laughs> yeah. It's just, I'm just so used to like, hey, look, I need a shield or hey, look, I'm going to be in your face because Bloodborne and Souls have taught me differently. And then Sekiro's teaching me to swing back at the same time they swing and Neo's telling me the focus. And then the surge is... <laughs> There's so many different mechanics. You're learning too many rules. Just pick one and stick with it for a while. Just pick a top tier. Yeah, just pick a top tier. (laughs) The top tier is Dark Souls. Yeah. Well, then fucking pick a low tier. Uh, uh, The Surge 1? Yeah, fair enough. Dark Souls 2. Oh, man, that's too easy. That's (laughs) low-hanging fruit. But, oh, man, like, don't get me started on Dark Souls. But, yeah, Code Vein, I... I like its fluidity, like how smooth and things run fast. And then there's, how can I put it, hit feedback, which I'm having an issue with. Whereas I can hit an enemy, yet, like, unless I'm using the great sword, there, there doesn't seem to be any sort of real feedback from the enemy that I've hit them. Yes. If that makes sense. So so I definitely get that. Um there's not much feedback unless the health bar drops or you stagger them. But yeah. a lot of creatures are uh well not a lot of creatures, all creatures have some stagger resistance. Like even the most basic enemies again, I did this all with the one handed sword, the lightest weapon in the game. But mm. even the the weakest enemies to take two hits to stagger, so you can't just Stunlock something like I'm the gonna, early I'm creatures have like to, in uh, Dark Interject there and say the one-handed sword is not the lightest weapon in the game. The bayonet is. 
You're right. But that weapon's useless in close quarters, so it's, it's not, not meant a to be used in close quarters. I'll use yeah, it in close it's quarters. A gun. Fuck you. But um, that plus the fucking. All right, so it seems to be whenever I get hit, everything just the the colors wash out. There's fucking like a heartbeat in my ear, as if like I'm almost dead, but I've still got like. 60% health left. See, and that, it's so that one I'm not sure about because I've only had that happen when you drop below 25 or 30%. Like, it's that's yeah, supposed same. to be a low health um, indicator. So, yeah. Because no, I swear, that, I swear that's happened to me, like, just from, like, 75 to half health. And I'm like, okay, that's annoying. And it lasts for so long, even though I'm not that damaged. I'm like, okay. Uh, the boss fight i did with it was pretty it was good the boss fight with the uh guy who gets his that guy is such a fucking idiot you know in the first level how the guy meets the uh crazed revenant and then he damages his mask and like i'll be following you and then he's in front of me and then turns into mama hippocampus yeah like it's like that's okay i i get it i really do but uh, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let this slide once with pulling shit out of your ass, all right? Because <laughs> that is some actual black magic. That how he gets that big. Because in the only thing that gets that big from that sort of scale is William Birkin, right? Even yes, he God. had stages. All right, this guy just went fucking. Ah, I'm, I'm, I'm annoyed. Poof, now I'm some big black beast thing with tits swinging a sword, which I didn't have on me before. Also dreadnought, dreadlocks. Yeah, not swinging dreadnoughts. Oh man, the amount of customization they have in that game for your character though is insane. Someone knew that this was a waifu simulator. Someone at FromSoft is like, this is... It's not made is- by FromSoft. It is. No, not from Soft. Um, Bandai Namco. Mm. Sona Bandai Namco. Oh, fuck me. I speak for English. a living. Uh, someone from Bandai Namco is like, people are going to... This is obviously an anime game. People are going to make waifus out of this game. So let's give them all the options they can... F- let's give them so many options they don't know what to do. Yeah. And I'm like... I'll challenge that. And then the game told me, nah, you can't have 20 accessories on your character, sorry. (laughs) Your character has a limit, a gear limit. You know what? Fuck, man. I want this ribbon on the back of my ponytail. But the game says no, because I've got fucking... I've got a honey bun with glasses, rocking some demonic... It's it's beautiful. Fucking Hannah Bong Tanner from... uh, My Hannah Bong Tanner from Code Vein looks absolutely stunning. And I hate it. <laughs> you hate how good it looks. Yes. Because it's no, it's never going to be real, ever. It's just more dreams created to dash again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Cobain, it's... My opinion of Cobain is it's fine, but I'm only an hour in. And from what I've seen around with reviews and stuff, it's like, yeah, the first hour is what we call the wall, it's either you're going to bounce off or you're going to go through. And it's like, okay, that 
that sounds like shit, but you know, I'll I'll buy it. I'll I'll see how this goes. As I said, it's it's not hugely impressing me, especially the environments just so fucking bland. Like it's the most video gamey environments there is. They fit a theme, and they're pretty strict with fitting into their theme. Yeah, but like obviously the levels have to be themed, but the actual design of the levels are so video gamey. Like, here's this path over here, which you know if you run past, you're not gonna see. But there's an enemy down there, and oh look, here's this fucking, like fucking upper area to drop down to more bosses well not bosses but more enemies to which you have to fight otherwise you get your shit pushed in that's all it's it's a very video gamey level design the theme can obviously can fit in the theme but the design of it is so video gamey to me but yes yeah what are your opinions on it well I fucking loved it because it You're was wrong. my kind of game. It was fast. What's it was your like, kind it was, of game? It was fast paced. It was fluid. It was actiony. It was animated shit, and it's full of waifus. So there you go. It's right up my fucking alley. Is Code Vein just anime Bloodborne? Yeah, pretty, pretty much. much. The one thing, the one thing I fucking that sort of put me off in that game is like oh we have to follow the blood veins through the thing and you know the lost ones and shit like that like it's so fucking my chemical romance edgy bullshit yeah but the thing is the game knew it was edgy yeah like oh, it yeah, played on that pretty hard yeah but mm. i was sitting there it's like what, what are the bosses called a greater loss yeah greater, greater loss lost, lost. They- they they knew the game was an edgy anime game and they ran with it yeah. so if you like it you're gonna like it but if you if that doesn't gel with you then what the fuck are you gonna. even doing <laughs> well at the point like like ben and namco are wearing their hearts on their sleeve with this one going we know this is anime we're fully embracing it to the point where we have a completely animated like music video like anime music video-esque intro like they are they are wholeheartedly diving down this rabbit hole of anime and if you're like man i just don't like the anime aspect of it then what the fuck are you doing because this game is trying to sell you on its anime (laughs) it's 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 a double a game it's it's a double a game meant for a niche crowd and which to, is to weird fi- they are running this on the unreal engine to which yeah. i thought they had their own proprietary engine for this like well, pro- they, their own proprietary engine yeah they would um they do have their own proprietary engine but i just guess they just wanted to use the unreal engine for different cinematic effects i, I don't know i don't know exactly why they wanted but to the use unreal the engine unreal engine would unreal engine would probably be the worst to use what they're using it for because they've got a lot of flat colors where like the unreal engine shines with lighting rather than the sort of um like the strong bold flat colors that they use Mm. obviously like the effects of the red stuff but i haven't seen anything oh maybe the particle effects like there is a lot of particle effects in that game 
like a lot of particle effects in that game. So a which, lot like, of particle yeah. effects in I'm that game. I'm pretty sure like the game is like a good 70 to 80% particle effects at any one time. Because, mm. yeah. But uh, there's stuff. also something I want to point out there. There's uh, There's no weather system in the game. There's no weather system. There's no weather system. There's no wind. That's. Uh, Are you pointing this out because of the review that you saw? Yes, I pointed this out because of that review that I saw. I'm not going to name names. Not going to name review, but that reviewer uh, talking out his ass is objectively. Do you, do you mean like the lack of weather system, like the fact that if you're standing on the balcony of home base, you can actually see your clothes blowing in the wind? No, Sits. no, not that one there. I mean, when you're on, when you're out there on ground level floor, um, quote reviewer. It's like you could see her tits jiggling in the wind. It's like, buddy, <laughs> there's no wind. Oh no, what there is. There, there definitely is jiggle physics, though. Oh yeah, it's, 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 it's like that. Se- it's like that scene in Full Metal Alchemist. It's like, oh man, it's really raining out here. It's not raining. Yep, it's definitely raining. <laughs> He's crying. <laughs> but, uh, oh. No, but like with with a lot of the female bosses in that game, it's literally just yeah no how i was many saying fetishes that were crammed i, I saw that i saw the first boss and i'm like you can literally count the fetishes the people used to design this and then i saw the second boss and i'm like this is going to be a theme isn't it it is entirely a theme to give you like to wrap up some of the bosses so, some of the female bosses um well we can just do that is... in the uh playthrough oh you spoiled it but we are we are gonna we're gonna we're gonna tease one boss now fuck it surprise playthrough yeah, all right. Fucking supplies playthrough. We're going through fucking supplies. Supplies, supplies. supplies playthrough. Come get your fetishes here while they last. First, we first want on the auctioning block. We have stripper pole dancer water play Hatsune Miku. Oh yeah, I will be cutting out the character creation because I have a feeling we're going through that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yes, we will be. But yeah. But, so uh, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to look at. And Bandai that's just Namp. the first boss. Yeah. Well, the first boss Less is... the uh, third boss. Fourth. Well, yeah, te- technically the second, depending on how you run or run it down. Yeah. You're right. You can hit it second. You can also hit it fourth, and you, or you can also hit it third. Yeah. But, uh, that's, yeah. Code Vein, good game. Uh, solid 8 out of 10. Kenny, what, what would you give it from the hour that you played? I give it an 8 out of 10. I'd give it a score. seven out of ten for the hour I played. Okay, not bad, not bad. Like, no, honestly, still, I'm still going through it. Honestly, I have the feeling. I have the feeling this is going to be a thing now. The fact that all my maker characters is going to be called Hannah Bongtana, <laughs> and I just want to. I just want to fucking point this out first. All right, I'm gonna. I'm gonna cut this off at, at the fucking at the cross if that's the saying. <laughs> Head this off at the round. I'm a, I'm a milk this one at the waffle iron. I did not come up with the name Hannah Bongtana. Yeah, I also did not it come is... up with the phrase "cheese is my onions," <laughs> but I'm still using it. Hannah Bongtana, is this the name I am using? Because I stole it because I saw it in a forum one time <laughs> and laughed and laughed and laughed, and then I made a picture. Of Hannah Bongtana, <laughs> which is just Hannah. Oh fuck! What's her actual last name? Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. All right. Nice. It's just which a picture is, of Hannah which Montana. Is the alter ego 
of Billy Ray Cyrus's daughter, Miley Cyrus. No, no, is that is that the actual thing? Like, yes. is her in... Hold up. Hannah... Hannah Montana is the fake alter ego of Miley Cyrus on that Disney Channel show. Wrong. Miley wrong. Stewart's. <laughs> her name is Miley Stewart's in the show. Shit. Well, I'm sorry, I'm not very familiar with Disney fucking live action TV <laughs> That more. is... That is like one step away from Cyrus. Like you're not fucking fooling anyone. <laughs> See, that's why I forgot. It's it's yeah. I think people suffer like the concept of Hannah Montana. People just fucking suffer from Leon Kennedy's ability to see through disguise. Because I'll explain <laughs> myself. In Resident Evil 4, uh the first when he first meets Ada Wong in Resident Evil 4, they've met before. They've met a hundred, a hundred, so many times before. Uh, even Ada Wong is wearing her same, the same dress she's wearing in Resident Evil 2. But in Resident Evil 4, Leon sees a woman in red that looks exactly like a- uh, Ada, but she's wearing sunglasses. Doesn't know who she is until she pulls off the sunglasses. And it's so, like, Ada? The Superman disguise? Yeah. Same thing with Hannah Montana. Just puts a fucking wig on, calls it a day. And people are like, oh, I, don't even, I don't even think people are like, oh, that looks like you. I bet you they didn't even pull that joke. I bet you. Probably. They didn't even pull I, that joke. I do, want, I do want to point out that uh, for the Man of Steel uh, promotion, um, they had the actor... <laughs> adopt the Clark Kent disguise and stand next to a poster of himself, no one caught it. Are you fucking serious? Yes. Well, the thing is, if it's... People oh, no. aren't generally uh, looking so out for that The Clark stuff. Kent no. disguise works. Why is this a question? <laughs> is... <clears throat> Is Hannah Montana a real story? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hannah, that's a question people are apparently asking. Oh my god. Okay, that's it. No more Disney Channel for the world. For anyone, please. Yeah. I can't wait oh. till we get bought out by Disney. It's fucking. <laughs> that will be the day. Disney, yeah. Disney hear this and it's like, you know what? What if we bought them and got them to show Star Wars for a fucking living? <gasps> <gasps> fuck off. You can fuck right off. I will quit they, this podcast. I will quit S- this Oz, Oz, I will quit Oz, Oz plays, plays fully and endorses <laughs> The Last Jedi. I will quit Jedi. the boat. If Disney buys this fucking thing, Bray's dual lightsaber me, is the best invention since the lightsaber. I will smack someone. <laughs> that fucking lightsaber, though, is so shit. It is so shit. It's like someone's like, oh, you know that like fucking GIF edited nunchuck video of that little kid swinging around like Bruce Lee's nunchucks, and they put lightsaber sound effects and colors on them. Yes, that was Ray. That was yes, a that scene was... take. No, that was a scene taken straight from the Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, guys, didn't you hear? Disney was so woke and progressive that, uh, you know, fucking 
Bruce Lee copied that uh, his nunchuck idea from watching Ray swing her lightsabers. Mm-hmm. Mm, 50 years before this movie even came out. Oh, no, we got Bruce Lee to film this scene with the lightsabers in mm. anticipation for how good The Last Jedi will be. It will blow your mind. It will change That's the entertainment. That's not even The Last Jedi where she does that. It's The Rise of Skywalker. Wait, what's the last... What's the what's the final movie called? Rise of Skywalker. Oh, what the fuck am I thinking, Last you're Jedi? The, you, last Jedi is the last movie. But mm. uh, I want to point that... <laughs> fuck, I don't... I, you know what? I'm not getting into it. No. Fuck, fuck Disney. Fuck The Last Jedi. Fuck them both. Uh, but I will accept I feel, those fat Disney I feel paychecks, though. If, I feel if uh, we're really going to shit on this uh, mm-hmm. Rise of Skywalker movie, we need to bring Briar into it. Yeah, why not? Because uh, when he like when we watched uh, the fucking Last Jedi film, Briar was just going, "This shouldn't happen. This is fucking stupid. This shouldn't happen." And like, he was complaining about the uh, light speed ship into ship thing. Yeah, and to the- me, as but he was explaining to me as if I knew how light speed worked. <laughs> Do, do you want me to explain to you how Lightspeed works? No, no, I, you've already explained it to me. I, I, but like, did I cover it in our Star Wars playthrough? Because I'll explain see, it again to people no, who don't didn't. understand it. Like, does, does anyone need me to explain how Lightspeed works in Star Wars? Well, first let, first let me finish my story because okay, then yeah. you can explain. So he didn't explain to me how Lightspeed worked in the Star Wars universe. So I'm just like... He's just like, you can't do that. It's not how light speed works. When you do light speed, it shouldn't do that. And I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. It looked cool, though. <laughs> and he's just like... <laughs> it's like, but it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't. I was like, I, I don't know how, lights, how it works, but it looked cool. And I guess that's why they did it. They don't give a fuck about. They didn't give a fuck about your law. They just cared if they it didn't looked give a cool shit about or not. Continuity or anything like that. So go explain uh, light speed to me. All right. So the way light speed works in Star Wars is that it's not actually uh, light speed. It's actually this thing called hyperspace. Now hi- there are these things called hyperspace lanes, and hyperspace lanes link uh, planets to planets. And light speed engines or hyperspace drives, as they're called in Star Wars are supercomputers designed to calculate and open a pathway in order for a ship to enter into uh, hyperspace and safely, you know, travel through the hyperspace lane to another planet. The reason you and the reason that scene doesn't work is because they turn the ship around and enter light speed at a bunch of other ships. The hyperspace lanes are outside the gravitational field of the planets. That's why blockade that's why like in episode one blockades on planets are pretty uh, effective because all you have to do is find the exit point to the hyperspace lane and just put ships there so you, you try you following me here so yeah? basic you're basically like you need to be Think around like the gravity- a freeway between planets yeah but yeah, what she just like- basically did was to drive off the freeway and fly no she didn't even go on the freeway she turned the car around and just started coming into oncoming traffic and then hammed the fuck out of the accelerator. That's how Disney thinks... Um, that's how this new Star Wars shit thinks hyperspace works, is you can just flick a switch and just bam, light speed. It's like, no, it's it's like getting on a freeway. The hy- hyperspace lanes are the freeways in between planets. That's why not all ships have hyperspace um, 
or hyperdrives. Because yeah, like the the they one can't thing fit that them on most ships. The one thing that that made no sense to me is like, all right, if the movie, if I was to believe the movie or how hyperspace works, why not put fucking hyperspace engine hyperspace hyperdrives on hyperdrives on just fucking ships and just ram them at other ships? Exactly. You can't do that in actual st- in like actual Star Wars canon. <laughs> Because I'm going to recall that from now on. Actual Star Wars canon. And I'm going to call it Disney Tardation. The reason it works... You can't do that Disney's in actual Star Wars. Yeah, in, in Disney's head canon. Disney's Tardation. Disney's fucking... How to ruin Star Wars in three easy steps. Like, you can't do that in Star Wars. Because that's not how shit works. But Disney's like, oh, but that would make for a really cool scene. Yeah, it would make for a really cool scene. But you know what would make it a lot cooler and everyone would get along with it? If you designed a weapon or something to do that. If you designed like a fucking, you know, light speed rail gun and mounted that onto a ship. And then fired that for like the closing scene. After having it malfunction throughout the entire, like, you know, throughout the entire space battle. That would have been cool. You know, that would have been like, no one would have had an issue with that. I literally just pulled this idea out my ass and already fucking, I'm out thinking people who are paid to do this. Paid big money. Paid big money. Disney, pay me big money. I will (laughs) save Star Wars. Cancel Rise of Skywalker. Give it to me. Kick off JJ fucking Abrams or whoever's doing it. Give me Star Wars. I will turn it back into a multi-billion dollar Uh, franchise. Because I am a fan. Just let him have Star Wars. The least time he spends on the live-action Your Name movie, the better. <laughs> what? Just keep shit? him preoccupied with Star Wars. He's already ruined it. Like he can have that. Shit. All right. He I'm, he can I'm have sacrificing, that. I'm sacrificing my Star Wars for my weeb shit. I don't know what to do. <laughs> now, this the is one you're stuck in two minds about things. The yeah. one thing I can say about that scene in the Last Jedi. It was mm-hmm. an excellent example of how to use silence in a movie scene. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! As a standalone space. scene, that was exceptional. It made no it, fucking sense in the story, and it broke a lot of rules and logics. But the scene itself was really good. It yeah. looked cool though. <laughs> Look cool though. <laughs> fucking, I can't argue against that. <laughs> no, you're not me. You don't know what me thinks cool is not. Yeah. But I, I do agree with you. That scene was fucking cool as heck. Heck. Uh, well, heck. It was cool we, as fuck. We, have, we transitioned from Code Vein to Star Wars really quickly. Yeah, Let's while talk we're about... With, while we're keeping with the space theme, Destiny 2. Let's talk about Destiny 2. Now, I, I have not played it extensively. I remember buying it for a fucking shiny $17 coin. And, uh... Played it a bit with Jaden and a friend of ours, Josh. Um, we played through a little bit of the story. And then when it came to Steam, I played it through Steam to find both my characters are now level 750 light with everything I had in my inventory now like 750 light. And I'm like, fuck, what, what just happened? And I just, everything's all fucking max level now. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do, man? Well, it's not max level. What am I doing? max level is 1,000. Well, it's fucking... It's level cap for 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 vanilla. No, it's, it's, level, it's level cap for the point you're at. 
So after Bungie obviously split with Activision, fuck you, Bobby Kotick, um, they went off and they've kind of done their own thing. And this is very Bungie of them, where they want you to have all the toys and they want you to play their fucking game. They don't want you to be stuck there grinding for six trillion fucking years. That's why I've only put about 17 hours into this game and I'm already at the soft cap. And I have some pretty fucking sweet ass gear. And this is me starting fresh. Like I used to play Destiny 1. I used to play Destiny 2. Like back on the PS4, I was part of a raid team. We were we were pretty fucking good. Like we looked at the some of the achievements we had. We put ourselves about, you know, like top three, 3%, maybe higher of rate of clans of raid teams that's where we like we sort of sat into it and you know i lost touch with destiny 2 after activision bullshit i fell out at i think i can't remember it was they kept on reusing one of the old raids it was the leviathan raid they just reused the fuck out of that and i'm like you know what i'm done i'm sick of the cabal i hate them as a faction i hate them as an enemy to play against i i hate the cabal i fucking despise them so i quit i quit the fucking game as soon as bungie split with activision I'm like, this is it. This is this is no longer me giving Activision a chance. This is me giving a Bungie a chance. And it was 100% fucking worth coming back because the opening mission of Forsaken in the Forsaken Keep is one of the best fucking Destiny missions I have ever played because it starts off with everyone saying we need to like you know fucking we're launching an attack on the moon and instead of it being just you and some squad mates in like a 1v100 shit it's you some squad mates and then a bunch of ai combatants on your side as ships fly overhead and you have some actual fucking air like air to ground support then it's like after you do that you run you capture some objectives you get a sword you beat a boss you keep going in and then some ships come in and they drop off some fucking tanks and it's like get in the tank and shoot shit and I'm fucking throbbing this thing all the way to the end. It was the best fucking mission, and I'm so glad I decided to come back to Destiny after Wait, that. Wait, that's that's in the uh, paid DLC that they have. That is that is in the paid DLC that they they do have. Yes, so you do have to pay for the Forsaken Keep DLC. But that is like, because it's been two years. I wanted to get back into Destiny. I you wanted mean to get Shadow Keep. Shadow Keep, yeah. What did I say? Did I could say Forsaken. You said Forsaken Keep. Yeah, Shadow Keep. Forsaken so, is thirty dollars. Wait, if yeah. I buy Shadow Keep, do I get Forsaken? Mm. No. Um, do you get? I'm not too sure. You have to read what's in it. It's escaping me right now. What's in Shadow Keep? Shadow Keep, Season I, of the Undying, and Shadow Keep Pre-Order Pack. Yeah, Season of the Undying is their battle pass. Not too happy. Destiny has a battle pass, but everything has a battle pass now. So I'm I thought Destiny was getting rid of the microtransaction stuff really Bungie's just kind of hanging on Bungie's really got to hold on to their microtransactions now they don't have a big publisher funding them money so microtransactions is definitely the way to go Especially but I'm not too fussed about now. yeah but, but Destiny 2 is free now Destiny 2 is completely free now there's no there's no barrier to entry it's it's now mm. just WoW expansions so you pay $60 for an expansion and that's what you get so but the base game is free and the base game has like I think the first two DLCs free with it as well Oh, yeah. I'm looking at a trailer for the the fire on the moon. It looks fucking cool, but it's sixty bucks. I know, but but best part, all that money goes to Bungie. All the microtransaction money goes straight to Bungie. You're not paying a cent to fucking Activision. Fuck you, Bobby Kotick. And that's exactly what you want. All the money is going straight to the developer, the people who deserve your money. 
So 100%, like if more developers actually go ahead and take Bungie's route in the future, where they just go, fuck the publishers, we're making the games we want, we're making them how we want, and all of the microtransactions in the game go ahead to fund the game's development and keep the people who are working on the game, you know, in proper working conditions and, you know, appropriate sort of, that's as long as it support the developers. I'm just saying here, support the developers. If developers want to take that route, because I know a lot of independent studios take that route, uh, the epic deal is massive for independent studios as well. I'm glad Bungie did not take the epic deal. Even if they were offered the epic deal, I'm not too sure if they were, but I'm glad Bungie has not taken the epic deal and I hope they don't take the epic deal and they remain as like a neutral, you know, as an independent... Because Bungie's now independent. They, they're classed as an independent yeah. developer. Yeah, so if Bungie remains as an independent developer, that would be super fucking cool of them. Because I don't want to pay money to Epic. I don't want to pay money to Activision. I don't want to pay money to Blizzard. I don't want to pay money to fucking nobody. Least of all Ubisoft and EA. Fuck them. And fuck Bobby Kotick. But if I'm just giving my money, say, to, you know, Respawn or Bungie or fucking... Or any other developer that's what i'm cool with i don't mind you putting microtransactions in your games so long as a hundred percent of the money i spend on those microtransactions goes to the developers and the publishers don't get a fucking cent because they don't fucking deserve it jesus yeah i can see that wait this guy got it for free and he's complaining mm. okay but yeah um or depending on how how long I stick into Destiny 2, I might grab it because it definitely looks fun. Mm. But it depends on how long I stick into Destiny 2. I just hear about making want to play it. But, oh, excuse me. We got recording to do after this. Mm, yes, yeah. we do. I, I might get into it. I've downloaded it, but I haven't really played it. Yeah, so. I'm going to say, I've downloaded it. I tried it a little bit to see how it is and that's as far as i've gone so far yeah start day so is that all uh yeah that's about it that's all i got well we can move into tonight's topic and then wrap this bad boy up yes we can so tonight's topic which i've fought long and hard about this is a question that took days of planning uh <laughs> weeks even Point of, one is uh, a number. Yes. It was a lot a lot of planning ways to this. Uh, favorite video game console outside of PC. Because we can't say PC because that's too easy. Mm. I want to hear one. console. I got one. Do you want me to go first? Yes, you can go first. Alright. My favorite one. Let me just crack open this water bottle. Ugh. That's not a V. <laughs> No, it's not. That's not a V energy drink, Necro of the Gods. That is that is not a V energy drink, Necro of the Gods. It is a Woolworths spring water because uh, I'm trying to, you know, see if we can get a Woolworths sponsorship. Um, v, sponsor us. Woolworths, sponsor us. Hey, Disney, sponsor us. Also, hire me. I'll fix Star Wars for you. Um, my favorite console uh, outside of PC is actually the original Xbox. Okay. It, it, was, uh, it was my favorite console. I got it um i think it was for my first communion like i think mm -hmm. my first communion um my family got me <sighs> fucking i don't know who it was but my family did get me the original xbox for my first communion and i remember that i was almost late to uh the ceremony of my first communion because i was busy playing the uh, halo combat evolved 
Now, so uh, pardon my uh, intrusiveness for my unculturedness. What the fuck's a communion? Uh, it is a... I don't know if it's, is it strictly Catholic or Christian. It's one of the two. I don't know if they both celebrate it, but what it is, it's uh, it's a special ceremony where a child partakes of the body of Christ. So like the little uh, fucking rice paper cookie at um at mass for like the first time it's they make a big deal out of it um but yeah that was it in order for like a big celebration for it um it's it's supposed to be like the way the school promotes it because i I did go to one of those schools when i was a kid uh the way they promoted it was uh it's supposed to be this big celebration thing so you know my parents got my parents and my family got wrapped up into it as well so they all pitched in and bought me the uh the original xbox for you know actually going ahead and going with it so that's that was sort of my reward for um you know eating a fucking wafer cookie <laughs> so yeah that's about to say like it sounds like a second birthday to me yeah it kind of <laughs> felt like it like i didn't know what it was about like i still don't understand why it's such a big occasion i get like i guess it's sort of like you know that religious thing but um like yeah, I, I got an Xbox One out of uh, Xbox fucking original out of it, and you know I was almost late to the actual ceremony because it was so difficult to pull me away from Halo Combat Evolved, and I fucking loved it. And I remember it because we had to before we had to do the Holy Communion, we had to go to this thing called Reconciliation, and I was all and that was the thing I was almost late to because I was on the mission Truth and Reconciliation. Oh. That's a bit on the nose, don't you think? That was a little bit on the nose. That was also where I discovered a lot of my favorite uh, retro games. So Jet Set Radio Future, the Lord of the Rings Return of the King. Uh, you know Jet Set Radio is on Steam. Not Jet Set Radio Future. Oh, what's the difference? Uh, a lot of quality of life changes, general improvements. Jet Set Radio Future is the sequel to Jet Set Radio. Oh, okay. Then. Yeah, so it's like Jet Set Radio 2, but they put Future on the end of it. And Jet Set Radio Future was my shit. So if anyone wants to bring Jet Set Radio Future to Steam, I'm probably gonna buy it, most definitely. I will Aww. fucking buy it. You have a sale right here. <laughs> yeah. A sale. Also, a guaranteed I, I sale. Let's do it. I will force everyone in this 70-person Discord to fucking buy it. <laughs> I know where these people live. I will show up to their house like a fucking Jehovah's Witness bang on their door and be like hey you bought Jet Set Radio yet? you, you bought Jet, Jet Set Radio. Radio Future yet? you should buy Jet Set Radio Future so yeah definitely gonna do that but yeah no Xbox Original that was that was my shit my favourite console outside of uh, outside of PC and then you know I got the Xbox 360 and then I went to PS4 so uh something came across my my uh <sighs> something came across my uh desk just now was it another mouse or was it, it is a uh, persona 5 royal dlc come again persona 5 royal dlc yeah i thought it was a fucking mouse but no all right is, uh, is this the news I don't know what it is. All I know is screenshots came out about the DLC where you actually fight Makoto, the main protagonist from Persona 3, and his summon is Thanatos. And uh, I need to remove my pants. (laughs) 
Uh, I'm going to have to ask that you uh, link this to me, please. I only have a picture. Ooh, I don't care. Show me anyway. But peop- people are saying in the chat or in the... Um, yeah, that it's a Persona 5 Royal DLC. Anyway, right, uh, Jaden. Jaden, your favorite game console. All right, so... If I had the option, I'd go for PC. Not because I have a really good one at the moment, it's what I do most of the gaming on. Jane, but it's because I know. But it's because I was brought up on it. The first two games or three games that I really played heaps of was Warcraft three, mm. the first Age of Empires, and I was just thinking about it and then I remembered Age of Empires and I forgot the other one. But my point is <laughs> Um those are kind of what I grew up with at the start before I really had any consoles. Um, then we had a PlayStation 2 for a bit. Uh, the two games I really liked on that were Grandia, if anyone remembers that day RPG. No. Nope. I thought so. <laughs> and Gran Turismo 2, which I spent a lot of time on. However, I would have to say my favourite console is the playstation 3 and that's just because it's the one i played on for the longest and it's one i played a lot of games i heavily enjoyed on um it's where i first played skyrim which i loved on release though i did end up getting it on pc later uh it's Mm. where i played through the first borderlands both the infamous games though they are the exclusive so that's not really surprising um when I also, when I was younger, me and a few mates got uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 2, which we had a lot of fun with, because there was a good three or four of us that played that probably for a year. That was our main multiplayer game. Um, And it's something I do miss more on the aspect of having a solid game that we always had multiplayer for which I didn't really have until we got back into our Discord and I started meeting you guys online. However, the yeah. two games that really ticked it over for why my favourite are the two games that I had so much fun with. That was Tom Clancy's Hawks, if any of you have played that. Yes. I loved that game so much. Um, basically, it's a... It's a it's a fighter pilot game. You're you're playing as an airship yeah. pilot. Um, generally dogfighting. There's not many ground targets from memory. But I had a lot of fun with the game. that game. I believe I have been played through Hawks 2 as well, but the first one's the one that I really remember. The other one is Sega Superstars Tennis. Really? I really liked that game. And it's the only sports game I actually got into, ever. Sega Sports Tennis. Yep. I Which mean, is like, funny. I never got into any of the Sonic games. I knew the characters, but I never really played them. I, I okay. As a disclaimer, I did actually play a lot of tennis back then as well. So, you know, that... Oh, well, yeah, that, made... that would make sense. So you, you would fit into what you actually yeah. do. But I did... I just really liked how it played. It was comfortable. It also introduced me to my favourite character of that entire area which is um knights 
Knights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's his name. It's from a... Wait, isn't Knights a she? No, Rayal is... Oh, maybe it's the other way around. I don't remember. There's two of them. Um, regardless, it's a character I'd never seen before. I loved how they played in the game. And um, I believe it's from a... It's a, from a spin-off game in the in the Sonic universe that basically, um, I believe, they were going through. It, it was a it was a platformer in the same way as other three D platformers like Spyro or whatever. Um, yeah. But the the base of the story, I think they were going through Dream Worlds trying to hunt down and stop nightmares. Was their kind of job. So sounds like funny. another game. No, nope, it's it's a dude. You are correct. It is one hundred percent a guy. I told you. It looks it, it like is, a chick. Yeah. On first looks, glance, looks, but it's not. Yeah, that is, um, it is a guy. It is a guy from the I still, uh, land I still of nightmares. I still haven't played uh, Nights in Dreams. I think is what their game is called, and I do want to just because I liked the characters so much. But yeah, it's from those few games that I really loved playing. Is why PS3 is my favorite console i don't really i can't say any of the consoles stand out to me in you know i couldn't care less i have fun playing games on the wii i have fun playing games on xbox i have fun playing games on ps3 but it's the ps3 that's got the best memories for me yeah because that's where you spend most of your time yeah also yeah that persona 5 royal news just broke like 20 minutes ago (laughs) I told you, there's no fucking news. As soon as we start recording this goddamn podcast, bam, news. Where the protagonists of Persona 3 and 4 are DLC battles. Mm. And apparently might have their own palaces? That's weird. Okay, but yeah, uh... This fucking shock news at the fucking drop of a hat. Uh, you can fight Persona 3 and 4 protagonists in Persona 5 Royal DLC, where uh, Persona 3 protagonists uses um, Thanatos, and Persona 4 protagonist will use Zanagi. Fuck, that looks so good. And you have the DLC costumes for Persona Q2 as well. That's pretty cool. I'll chuck that in the headlines just so fucking people can understand. So yes, my favorite console is... It's a toss-up, but in the end, it really isn't. See, I'm a man who believes in picking top tiers. Mm. You hear? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. doesn't give a fuck about loyalty, all right? Yeah. PlayStation 1 loyalty. I love PlayStation 1 would be my favorite console of all time if the PlayStation Vita didn't exist. But it does, so the PlayStation Vita would have to be my favorite console. So you went with loyalty over top tier? No, no. PlayStation Vita is the top tier. But in my eyes, loyalty is the <laughs> PlayStation 1. I, I was going to say, in your opinion... So, like, I know the fucking Vita was a failure over in North America. In Japan, it fucking sold, like, hotcakes on a cold day. Like, the Vita was successful in Japan, wasn't over in the West. So, uh, 
support for the Vita did not go far. Now, the Vita itself, I... This is me going on the basis that you would be modifying your Vita. So I modified my Vita so I can play like any PlayStation 1 game, any PSP game, any PS Vita game on it. If it didn't have that modification, then my favorite console would be the PlayStation 1. But since I do have the modification, I am able to play all my favorite PlayStation 1 games on the Vita. I'm able to remote play my PlayStation 3 with my Vita. I am able to remote play my PlayStation 4 with my Vita. And although these aren't exactly great selling points because the remote play connectivity is dog shit. Like the Vita was literally one, one aspect, one and a half aspects away from being perfect. It needed to have remote play of PlayStation 2 games from your PS3 and it needed to fix the fucking remote play aspect entirely because regardless how strong or good a Wi-Fi I have the remote play will chunk sometimes over the Wi-Fi so I'm unable to play remote play successfully on my P on my PS4 because it requires more information to be sent across PS3 is usually pretty good usually pretty good but not all the time so if i was able to remote play playstation 2 games using my vita i fucking would not leave bed i'll just be a, a fat melting slob in my bed because the playstation vita would have it all but since the vita was not successful in the west uh you know getting that sort of stuff for the vita was next to impossible because they needed they needed that sort of and it came down i think the vita's downfall came down to two things what well, it really did just come down to two things one the oled screen that it has drove the price up pretty significantly to begin with and that changed when they made the new ps vita model which they had just regular lcd screens but the main killing the the fucking the the smoking gun that killed the vita was its proprietary memory card system now let's just have a fucking squeeze uh, so whenever i hear a, the word proprietary it concerns me so mm. what so games for a vita game would be about four to five gig what do you think will be a decent sized memory stick for a Vita? Just give me a number. Well, if it's, four to, if it's four to five gig, then I'd expect at least a... I mean, I'd expect at least a 64 as the absolute minimum, but right. 128 so we'll or 256. Look, we'll have a look at a 64 gig PS Vita card. It, it PS Vita memory stick, and I'll give you a price. Does it even exist? 64 gigs? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so, let's... That's... that's This is our base price right now. So, let's go regular 64 gig cards. Say for micro SD. Micro SD card. So, for a 64 gig micro SD card, we're looking at about $18 Australian. For a 64 gig PS Vita card, we're looking at about $170 holy shit 
that's how expensive the proprietary memory cards are they are stupidly fucking overpriced yeah for a 8 gig just an 8 gig card will cost you $60 and that can fit what one maybe two games on it yes hmm what the fuck are they PS Vita 8 gig card $248 yeah nah so modders came up with a thing called the SD2 Vita card which is essentially a Vita shaped memory card or a Vita shaped card that you could put a micro SD in and your Vita will read that micro SD as storage so one of the great aspects of modding your vita is that you you are not stuck to their proprietary memory cards you can have like expanded memory fucking dirt cheap unfortunately this this did not come out like with the ps vita's release so you were stuck spending like it's a hundred dollars now for a 32 gig card just imagine how much it cost when it came out jeez that would have been uh that would have been a few pretty pennies. And that's the problem. They made it proprietary. You can only get Sony PS Vita memory cards from Sony. You could not get them, or you can get them from resellers, but the price would still be the same. And it'll be stupid expensive. And that, I believe, is what killed the Vita. I, I can def- see that totally. Yeah. yeah. It's just so stupidly expensive. And no one wanted to fucking, like, you can have ga- like the Vita's Wi-Fi isn't strong to begin with, so having space for like only a couple of games, and if you bought more games, you're gonna have to delete them and then download to make like you have to delete to make room. Then you got to download them, and it's fucking horrid. But as I said, like if they came out the PS Vita two, and they didn't have proprietary memory cards, fucking you'll see me up in that line. Um that's where that's where fucking loyalty beats top tier all right uh, <laughs> the only I mean, time loyalty it, the beats is top it, tier wouldn't it be a top tier if it didn't have a proprietary memory card then yeah, then it's top tier i picked a top tier all right <laughs> as simple as that yeah, man loyalty means nothing you just need a top tier memory card <laughs> that's right pick a top tier memory card loyalty means nothing uh, so that is it for our podcast today. Looks like uh, it. So right now on our channel, which is Oz Plays, that's A-U-S space P-L-A-Y-S exclamation point, we will be recording some code vein for a new playthrough. And we still have Valkyria Chronicles, Star Wars, and Devil May Cry going up. Yep. Uh, we'll, we'll try to get around to some spooky uh halloween gssbs for you and hopefully time permitting uh uh the darksiders playthrough will start up again because that's been mean? on hi- hiatus for a while what do you what do you mean it hasn't stopped it's just going up really slowly <laughs> <laughs> i'm still uploading the last episode <laughs> it's fucking taking its time australian internet i tell you it's a joke <laughs> But yeah, so we're going to do some Code Vein. And yeah, I hope you guys like it. And we'll give you some uh, spooky GSSBs while we're at it, since it is the month of October. Mm, yes, it is the spooktacular month of October. And if any uh, 
companies want to spook us with a uh, sponsorship we're open tpg need not apply yeah that would be kind of spooky people just going hey man i'll give you money like fuck what's the catch what's the catch oh you gotta shill our product it's like oh <laughs> you yeah, gotta shill cool. star wars <laughs> the, the, the rise, of skywalker. rise of skywalker oh no this no. is the worst timeline <laughs> all right we'll end it there we'll catch you guys on next week catch you guys catch you next week people